We're here live from Phoenix, Arizona, United States of America in the relentless pursuit of being the greatest podcast the world has ever heard. It's myself, Adam Thurwell, Thomas Hurdle, presenting A Healthy Obsession. It's the weekly show. It's going down today. Thank you all for tuning in. We're doing an FA Cup roundup, a couple of Premier League games we're going to be catching up on. We've got the game with no name. We've got Hot Topic, and we've got the rest of the good, the bad, and the ugly going on in the world of football. We're going to get into the show now. We appreciate you all being our wonderful listeners, and we hope you enjoy. They say you're born ready, Thomas. Are you born ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to play? Count me in. Are you ready to play the game of podcasts? <laughs> I'm up for the podcast. <laughs> the podcast, the game of podcasting, game of life. Aye. Football is life. Football is. It's an unusually rainy day today in Phoenix to paint the picture for you wonderful listeners. Yeah, they tell you not to wash your car when you're anticipating rain. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Healthy Obsession. This is a podcast by myself, Adam Thalwell, and Thomas Hurdle. Aye. I just wanted to put that in there so everyone knows what they're listening to. Oh, just in case they thought they clicked the wrong podcast. Well, we might have done another intro and this will be like a secondary intro. So Interception. <laughs> you, get, you get two introductions on this podcast. Fantastic. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It does make us seem like we don't know what we're doing. Can you, uh, yeah, is there too much up front? What, do you like, like too many strikers? Well, you could be, you could be strike <laughs> heavy, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're striker heavy. We've got no central midfielder. Or have you got too many heavy strikers? That as well. We've got I've no... just watched the Spurs Wickham game with uh, Akin Fenwar up front, and he's about six strikers in one. I know. He's a big boy. Unit. I know. So how was that match? Mm. Yeah. Spurs won 4 1, that's all we'll say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start talking about football in a minute. But first, tell the people of the world how your life's going. What is going on in life? It's all right. Nearly won our first volleyball game on a. Friday night? Yeah, volleyball. What about football? You went to volleyball before you went to football. Yeah, well, because volleyball was on Friday and football was on Saturday. Oh, we're going to have this week conversation again. Ah, right. For the (laughs) listeners, I'd like to... I'm going to bring this one up. This was a debate me and Adam had on Tuesday this week, okay? So, you know, I asked someone how their week has been because I hadn't seen them since the prior Tuesday, which had been a period of seven days, Um, which Adam said, well... I didn't say it like that. Don't, right, don't. How did you say it? Go on, you say it. I just said it in my normal voice. I said that the weeks, if someone said, like, how's your week been? I would think from Monday onwards. I wouldn't think from the last time I saw them. That's too much recollection. So do you never think, you, so you never ask anyone in the first three or four days of the week how the week's been? Yes, but I would say the week, like this week. How's this week been? If I saw someone on Thursday and said, how's your week been? I'd think back to the previous Thursday. <laughs> that's, a, that's a window of a no, week. No, no. 100%. I would think Wait, back. So, so you shut the door on a week, <laughs> on a Sunday night, right? So Sunday night, you've had a terrible yeah. week, right? Move on. But then, but then Monday's great, so you would reply, I've had a great week. Yeah. No, you'd say like, oh, it's no. been a bit of a rough week. I'm not having that. But it's There's getting no better. Way. Yes, I'd be like, Oh, well, my week's been good so I'm not far. buying it. Monday, not was, buying Monday was decent. Tuesday was pretty good. So weeks can only run Monday, to, Monday, Monday to Sunday. Oh, well, because imagine if you're going to have to remember the last time you saw everybody. 
Well, I didn't say how's. I would say how's your life been since I last saw you. <laughs> That's I even said, how, How's your week been? And I saw him a week ago. We got a mixed response at football. Yeah, it was a really mixed response. Some people agreed with you, and some people looked at you like I did and thought because you, you were upset because I took the piss out of you. No, I'm upset that, because yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's I, no rationale behind no, what you're saying. I, I think, it's almost irrational what you're saying. I think you got found out. No. So now you're sticking to your corner. No, 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 no. Because you said a week is a week is seven days. You said you said to one of the lads, "How's your week?" Been, yes. and I said it's Tuesday morning <laughs> <laughs> so there's only 24 hours of the week gone incorrect all right listeners put set this guy straight he doesn't know what he's talking set about this, set that guy straight <laughs> set that guy straight Adam or Tom who's correct I think I'm definitely right mm-hmm. only only a, a psychopath would say how's your week been and revert back to like the previous Tuesday I'll let the people speak alright okay yeah democratically done yeah let me know so apart from that life's I'm, I'm, good I'm, unless it's what, not what I like and then we'll which redo how, the vote which how this even came up in the first place yeah. you were just upset because I was taking the piss and everyone laughed at you as well nobody That's laughed why. Nobody everybody laughed. laughed everyone was laughing at you because it was, it was a, ludicrous it was a field full of people enough of this petty him. argument let's right, move on alright let's move on to greener pastures um, how are you I'm so good. I hate the rain, though. It reminds me of why I hate England, because yeah. the weather's like is this it, every day. Has it ruined your week? No, because it's only Monday afternoon. My week's going really well so far, <laughs> even though it's been raining. Oh, right. And I saw you on Saturday. So are you, telling, are you asking me to tell you how my week has been, like, Saturday, Friday last week? How far do you go back? A week, seven days. Yeah, but I saw you on Saturday. So yeah. do, do I go back from the Saturday when I saw you? Fuck this. <laughs> Actually, I didn't finish my point anyway. <laughs> I played volleyball Friday night. There we go. We won the first set against an unbeaten team in the league. Yeah. Instantly Which thought... Which you were slagging off. Yeah, we were. Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. You got beat off a team called Mighty Ducks. Yeah, mate. I tell you what, they didn't take it seriously at the beginning. So we we're, we're obviously yeah, haven't yeah. won a game yet. We won the first set very convincingly. We, were, we immediately thought, well, if they're top of the league, we can probably win the league now. And then we lost the second two sets very quickly. How much, how much of this would you put down to me not being there? We wouldn't have won the first set if you were there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dig. <laughs> oh, is, that, a is dig. that a volleyball pun? Yeah. That's a dig? Well, yeah, of course. What's the spike? Um, we can't spike as a team because none of us can jump that high. No. Nah. And Joe's the tallest. And well, we've got two guys over six foot on the team. He kept breaking the rules. I think he kept doing what you call a lift, where you basically grab it with two hands and like, dunk it. Yeah, yeah. Very bad. Big, big time cheat. Mm-hmm. So life's good. You're a volleyball player now. Yeah. It's raining in Phoenix. Uh, you don't know how to uh, estimate time. And I think that's it. Yeah. Life's good. Should we move into football? Okay. We're going to have to. So. What do we have? We have like, it's like a jamboree in my brain of what's going on in the world of football because there's just so much shit happening. We've even got, which never ever happened before, crossover games of Premier League games happening the same day as FA Cup games, which is insane. Yeah, hard to keep track. Yeah, so let's kick it off with a big one. Uh, Premier League games from last week. Uh, Manchester United got a... Well, I want to say convincing. They got a 2-1 win at Fulham, but a Pogba wonder strike. You were 1-0 down, weren't you? 1-0 down, yeah. But after that, they were pretty dominant. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was relatively comfortable. Y- your away form continues. Yeah, tremendous away form. Yeah. Pogba finished left foot. was absolutely brilliant. Shows you what Given you way too much time on the edge of the box. Yeah. Scotty Parker would be fuming about that. I just don't think anyone thought he was going to... Po- I didn't. When he, he rolled onto his left shooting. foot. He, like, he came inside and he looked up and then he looked down and he looked up and he was like, wait a minute, I've got loads of time here. Yeah. And I think that's a downfall from Fulham, but it might be a hell of a finish. Uh, great finish. So United churned that one out, and we'll get through these Premier League games first. Uh, next, over to probably a little bit more of a uh, 
an encounter. Liverpool finally got beat at home to Burnley, which Liverpool were, what was it, like three, two, three years without losing a home game? Something crazy, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's, it's since 2018, was the last time I said, 19, Yeah, and they just look like they're running into, uh, especially in the league, we'll talk about the cup game with United in a minute, but they just look like they're running into a bit of a dead end as far as creativity goes and maybe just uh, some ideas that they're, they're just a little flat. Tommy, what do you do there if you're the manager? How do you get the, uh, how do you make it a little bit more spicy, spice world at Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know spice gonna, up the life. I don't know if I can spice it up. You no. know, that's not maybe not my way. No, to be fair. no. you're more of discipline. Like, I'm more of an S Club Seven fan, anyway. S Club so, Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we already been through your musical uh, taste yeah. on the show many times. We don't need to go back into that. So, uh, Cloppy seemed a bit upset. Cloppy, yeah, I mean, what's going they, they've on? They've obviously lost their way, right? And it, it's hard because when you've experienced success for so long you almost feel like you forget how to lose, right? You forget how to deal with adversity. Mm. And I think he's having a tough time dealing with things going against him, which whether that's decisions, whether that's just the opposition doing things they don't like, mm. right? He almost feels like, the, I bet he feels a little bit like there's nothing they can do. They're kind of in quicksand right now. So the like, more they wriggle, the more they try, the, the worse it gets. Well, and then it compounds, you're like overthinking everything, right? right. What, what I'm interested to know just from a, a, a coaching point of view is, people have seen how Liverpool played for the last few years. They've had this style, right? It's not brand new. Yeah. So why now are teams just sort of figuring I, out how I, to play against I, them? I think that's where Klopp's frustration is because everyone's now saying, oh, Liverpool were, you know, falling apart and everyone's figuring I think teams have been trying to do this against them for a long time. Mm. And he said it in his interview a couple of weeks in a row now, he said it where he said, we didn't get the goal. Mm. Whereas before they were clinical enough where they would score that first goal, which then changes the game immediately because the opposition now can't sit and park the bus yeah. for the next 80, 70, 60 minutes. They've got to come out and attack, which then left space which then they go and capitalise and get the third, the fourth, whatever goals, and then they take over. But they're not scoring that first goal. They're missing those chances. And the longer it goes on, the harder the other team defends, the more desperate Liverpool get chasing that goal. And that's actually why they're getting caught at the other end, because I, they're, they're committing more numbers. And how much of this do you think is down to them missing some really key players, especially at the, the two centre-backs, right, are, are out. And they, they're not scoring goals. I know that that is the problem at the, mm -hmm. at the attacking end of the pitch. They're not particularly conceding a lot of goals, but just the presence, right? Yeah. Like having those guys in the team and the confidence of the players around them. They're just missing Van Dyke. Who else are they missing? Joe Gomez. Oh, Joe Gomez out as well. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. That's basically the. And, and they got rid of. Um, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Lovren, yeah. is it? Yeah. He's not a big miss. But it is when you haven't got your two you starting centre-backs. The, the, the lad Reese williams is a decent centre-back, but he's, too, he's not there yet. He's been he, thrown he in the deep end. What's average against yeah, United? We'll talk about that in a minute. He's well. been thrown in the deep end, yeah. so you feel bad for him. But listen, every team has had to deal with injuries. It's happened. Yeah. And, and Liverpool went on a run for a long time where they had no injuries. Yeah. And that, that's why they were at their peak. So I don't, I don't feel bad for them. Nah. I understand where they're coming from. Wankers. It's, <laughs> that's your words. But I did, uh, you, you could obviously see the cracks were Klopp because you saw at half-time his incident with Daesh. Mm. What do you make of that? Yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit disappointing. I, I've got Daesh down as probably a, a bit of a, a 
you know, a provocative sort of digging in a bit on the sly because yeah. he comes across really well. But I think he's probably chipping. And now people have seen chinks in the armor of Klopp and Dyche. Yeah. Someone like Dyche is probably thinking like, you know what? You, there's many ways to play a football match. The managers going head to head is one of them. Because how much of Klopp is distracted now? How much is he just thinking about other things and yeah. managers and refs instead of just getting back to what he's good at and that's coaching the it, team? It looked like in the tunnel, Dyche walked past him and yeah. just said something exactly. quietly. Yep. And just um, Klopp bit on the bait. Little snipe. Dig. And yeah. Klopp, you know, Klopp follows him down the tunnel, and you can see him having a rant. Mm. And and for me, that's a little bit embarrassed. Klopp, I imagine deep down, he wouldn't admit it. Will be a bit embarrassed by that because I, it looks petty. A Liverpool fans showing their true colours now by saying that they want Klopp out. That's mad. That when I saw some fans saying it's in, that, it's insane, isn't it? Uh, there was one bloke who actually was insane. About, you know, wait, Klopp's done here. He said he said he's not going to win any more trophies. He's, he's reached his peak. Imagine saying that. That's mental. Now, by the way, they've just lost their first game in 68 games at home. Mm. Clop out. That's, that, that's mad. Pitiful. Yeah, and, and you've put a little shout out for Mourinho in here to wedge this in, you little snake. To be nine, fair. Nine years. I, I think crazy Klopp, record. I think Klopp has this, this persona of being such a lovable guy, right? So he mm. gets a little more props than maybe he should. Mourinho went nine years, 150 games at home undefeated in, in league football. 150 that's, games that's undefeated at home. A yeah. nine-year period undefeated at home. That's impressive. That, that's madness. Who ended it, do you know? Mm, probably you know, why don't you? No, I don't. Oh, no. no I, I was don't. asking you. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I would assume it was probably like, well, has he lost? He must have lost at home for Spurs since he's been there. Oh, no, that isn't an ongoing record. No, but I mean like... Or where did it end? Where did it end? Yeah, when he's at United or Spurs or... Call in if you know the yeah. answer. Call, it's not live. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> you get confused. I think we're on a live show. <laughs> Tom, Tom pretends he's on TV while he's doing this. Are you prepping for your like next role at ESPN when you eventually get the call up? ESPN. Yeah. ESPN FC with Tom Hurdle. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's not very nice. Oh, sorry. I'll take you with me. Yeah, there we go. Sweet. All right, let's move into the FA Cup. The FA... Uh... Cup has got lots of uh, romantic games coming in now. A lot of the minnows are now waiting weeded out by some of the big boys, but we didn't really see any upsets this round, did we? There wasn't, uh, I think... No, I don't see any upsets. Everyone, everyone's as it should be in yes. the final fifth round. So, uh, yeah, definitely not an upset. First game was Manchester United versus Liverpool, which was actually a, uh, a real good game. Good it was game. Yeah, a good end-to-end game. Both teams kind of... Well, it was nil-nil last week, and it was like, oh, hopefully it's not more of this shit. But both teams opened up and went for it from the word go. So, yeah, I thought United fell behind again. Some, some piss-poor defending, really but bad. some very good attacking. Sensational. Clinical finishing. Rashford was... Really good. Yeah. That ball for, for the first goal yeah. for Greenwood was unbelievable. His, his, his vision was outrageous. And he was showing that element of his game that maybe you don't see too much. Mm. You know, He's not just a goal scorer, you can add. Yeah, yeah. Pinging passes. But what did you make of uh, Robertson screaming at Greenwood right when he was shooting? Are you, are you enjoying that kind of shithousery level? Or? I, I, I love it and I hate it. What do you think he said to him? What do you think he shouted at him? I think he's just screaming, Rah! I don't. I think, like, looking at his facial expression, I think he's saying, sausages. <laughs> I reckon he's shouting, mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he could have been booked for that. It's if, you don't, if you don't know what it is, so Robertson is tracking back and trying to close down Greenwood mm. right as he's about to shoot. And he's just screaming. You can see it in the clip. He's screaming. Yeah. And, and actually, if he missed, then I think he could have been booked. And he would have gone back and booked him. Would he give a penalty for that? I don't know. You don't see this very often in top-level professional football, do you? No. Because it's quite shit. It's like pretty scummy. scummy. Yeah. I, I, I do not like it. I, I've done it like on the sly in a 
pub game mm-hmm. where just as the person's winding Bang. up, yeah, like shots on, <laughs> just like screaming. So yeah. like actually, rocks well, it. it's it's like in in professional football, you're supposed to put a name on them all, so you can never right. shout mine or leave it. Uh, things like that around sportsmanlike conduct, which you see all the time, uh, amateur something. football. Yeah, in the states, I don't think that rule exists. To be honest with you, because I've 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 at different levels, I've seen it all over. Leave it. People are shouting mine, um, and it's not really enforced. Which imagine you're a goalkeeper, and someone's like you know, or you're not the goalkeeper. Someone's like shouting mine at a centre back. Yeah. leave it. <laughs> scumbag. So the winning goal was scored by Bruno Fernandez, who came on and did what he does, just banged in a beauty of a uh, free kick. So I, I think that that's just a nice position for United to be in, where you're bringing him off the bench, yeah. and. There was probably a couple of moments. I think Liverpool had a chance. Salah went through one-on-one for a hat-trick. Yeah. And uh, Henderson made a really good save. But overall, I thought it was a really good game. Good cup game. Yeah. End-to-end. And now United are into the fifth round against... And Liverpool are out. And Liverpool are out. Oh, dear. It's a shame. More, more clock. Actually, he looked all right at the end of this game. He was, like, talking to different... He was chatting to Pogba, and I thought, is he just not asked about the cup? Cup, yeah. Just not bothered. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next. I think he was asked because he put out a strong team. He did put a big team out. Yeah, it was a couple of uh, young younger guys in there. What's the fullback's name? He's r- real good fullback on uh, opposite sides for Robertson. He was good. I maybe in left midfield. Can't remember his name. Anyway, next. I shouldn't have. You know, doing a football podcast, but fuck it. He's a Liverpool player. So I can't give you the name because he may be in a game later. Ah, the game with no name. All right. So uh, next, City beat Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Uh, they held on. Cheltenham Ch- 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 1-0 up until the 81st minute was... and I'm gutted because I put in the group text when it was 1-0 to Cheltenham yeah, like, it's going to happen and within 60 seconds City scored and then two minutes later they scored again so yeah. I was like shit disappointing but City did what they did it looked like when they needed to turn it on they did and it was uh, in the end it was quite smooth sailing yeah. from where it looked a bit dodgy for a while quality goal by uh, Cheltenham textbook League 2 football hmm Long throw, launched into the mix, flicked on, nobody picked it up, slammed it in from like three yards. Pep, Pep probably has nightmares about those type of goals. Pep Guardiola had a really good uh, couple of comments after the game. He, he said something along the lines of like, we are, we're all Cheltenham. Like we've all, we all grew up in this form of the game. We're lucky that we happen to just be at a higher division, that we've moved <laughs> our ways up. Yeah. And he's like, when we were players, we learned the game getting changed in these changing rooms, yeah, yeah. playing on these pitches, playing in front of these, well, not these kind of crowds, but yeah. in these kind of environments. This is real football is basically what he was saying. This yeah. is what 90% of the game is. We're just lucky that we're at the best level. And that was kind of cool that he acknowledged that. And that's why he was like, he took that game seriously, you know? Yeah, and, and to taking those games seriously and showing respect to your uh, to, to the teams lower down. and so Because this, these games are just massive. Not only financially, it's shit that the fans can't yeah. get in there for them, but it's also... You know, just financially and also for the reputation of the club, it's also right. a huge, huge day out. See what the Cheltenham fans did? I'm assuming it was a Cheltenham fan. But uh, they were letting off fireworks right before half-time and they actually had to delay the game because the fireworks were landing on the pitch. <laughs> they were coming back down on the pitch for like safety. So they had to delay the game like 10 minutes. What, what do you make of that? Uh, I love it. Yeah, you enjoy it. it. I imagine it. I wonder if there was like a couple of fans who were waiting out, like watching the game and like if Cheltenham were under pressure... 
you know, it looks like they might concede. Get the fireworks bang in. They'll have to delay the game for a minute, give a breather, <laughs> slow the game down. <laughs> I think it deserves a mention because of the field goal factor of the cup. But uh, Chorley were the other kind of minnows in there and they yep. played Wolves. They lost 1-0. But there was some real nice at the end. Wolves, like, made sure their dressing room was cleaned yeah. up and, like, they, they took it seriously. Well, shook everyone's hand. So nice to see that. Good feel-good factor about things. Uh, not so good feel factor, feel-good factor around Chelsea at the moment. We'll talk about this later in the show. Frank Lampard has been binned off. and He's uh, in the bin. He's in the bin, but they got a cup win against Luton, um, 3-1. Not great from Chelsea. I only saw the highlights of this one. Uh, they were 2-1 up, 75th minute, and uh, your man missed the penalty. He's not having a good time Timo in the crowd, is he? He's... You think he's overrated? So far, yes. One, and Tammy Abraham can't get in the team in front of him. It's called a hat-trick. But it's getting a hat-trick, yeah. Lampard, that, that's a coaching problem, isn't it? But he's got to play one. He, he can't never, not play one. We'll talk about it, but he never figured out what his best team was. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get back. We'll circle back on that one anyway. Let's go jump to Arsenal. Another terrible defeat. Well, terrible is probably unfair. Southampton are in a good team. But yeah, I mean, they're out of the FA Cup, which they are the holders of. Yeah, no, no defence of their title, which uh, will be frustrating. You can't turn around and say we weren't interested in the Cup this year. There were yeah. some Arsenal fans who were like, oh, we're focusing on Europa League. That's more important. <laughs> Well, last year you were celebrating the FA Cup, so don't act like it doesn't matter this year. Well, it's know? easy to say after the fact, yeah, isn't it? Fuck off. Did you watch this one? I, I didn't miss this game. No, I just saw the, I probably only saw the goal, if I'm honest with you, which was yeah. uh, Carl Walker Peters, right back. Good player. Currently on loan from Spurs. Yeah. So that was nice that he sort of scored the deflected own goal. Nice. Cross. But yeah, Arsenal, uh, see you later. Southampton quietly chirping. On. So, have we, we have got any uh, minnows left to cheer for in the FA Cup? There's pretty much everyone out now. After, we'll have to have a quick look at the fifth round and maybe yeah, bring it up next week. The next round's in two weeks, I think, so yeah. we'll have a chat about that when the FA, comes back, FA Cup comes back. But we're back to Premier League action this weekend, so we will uh, be covering that on next week's show. Big um, one coming up, Spurs-Liverpool Spurs, on, uh, on Thursday. I could finish Liverpool season. What's your prediction? Is it at uh, Spurs? At Spurs. I think it's got a draw written on it. Because yeah. I think Mourinho's too cagey. He'll play not to lose the game. Yeah, and the Spurs will do what the Spurs do. They'll get probably grab a goal and then Liverpool grab on late on. It's been too long since Liverpool scored in the league. It's been like 440 minutes. Yeah, so they, they're bound to score this weekend. And Salah scored a couple of in the cup. So, yeah, I think it's got a draw written on it, though. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think... I haven't watched enough Spurs the last couple of games, but I don't think... From what I watched at Liverpool there, they had a strong team out against United. I just don't know if, if at the moment they've got enough confidence to go to Spurs and win. If, if Reese Williams starts the centre-back, Kane could have a... Spurs, Spurs yeah. will take... Spurs will score three or four. Kane can have a good day. I think Spurs score three or four. They've got no other options unless he's playing Fabinho and Henderson again. Which, which he might. But even then, that takes away from your midfield, right? But he, he rested a couple of guys. He, Milner started against United yeah. and he obviously won't start against yeah. Spurs. So, yeah, interesting one. Some, uh, could, could be a, a, a real dagger in Liverpool for, Massive for the season. Yeah, huge game. But also credentials for Tottenham if they yeah. can uh, get a W. So, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. We're back in the building. Well, we didn't leave the building, actually. No. The, the sun came out, though. Uh, there's a rainbow. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> there will be somewhere. Why did you say there's a rainbow without seeing a rainbow? There's always a rainbow. Is there? Yeah, you just got to find it. Oh, that's nice. Look at that. Tom Hurdle's... Heartwarming. Tom Hurdle's philosophy of life. There there's always a rainbow. If you're looking in the right place... You're with it. It's really sweet, Tommy. Yep. Cool. All right. Good break. You ready to go? I'm ready. I was preparing for a game with no name. Tom has been prepared, so... 
I think there might be an upset on the card this week. I'm 4-0 up, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 4-0 up. No, no, I checked. I'm 4-0 up. All right. All right, sweet. Let's uh, do a quick round uh, round the world look at what's been happening in the world of football from the funny to the sort of serious but mainly funny and fill everyone in on some stories that they may have overlooked this week first. Oh, yeah? Talk, yeah, talk to us about this, Tom. Leamington as a, a team in England and they had a player sent off and uh, it, it all sort of spiralled out of control. Tell us about this. Quite a funny story, actually, really, because it's it's uh, it, it, start, it basically was uh, unrolled, unravelled through Twitter. So, a Leamington uh, were playing Kettering Town. Mm-hmm. I think it was a league game. I think it was the North, North, Northern League North. Northern League Northern North. North. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be the Northern, Northern League? Northern League, yeah. <laughs> so they were playing, and uh, <laughs> the Northern League a, South. A, a Kettering player was sent off after about eleven minutes, mm-hmm. and. The Leamington Twitter was like, oh, he's, he's hit the ref. Mm. And if you go back to the highlights, he really didn't hit the ref. No, he didn't hit him at all. He kind of like just brushed yeah, him. Like, just fucking hit him. him. Yeah, so, but they said he's Come hit on. him. And, and this is why the story gets funny, because they've then said like, oh, this is ludicrous. He's refusing to leave the field. So he finally gets off the pitch. And apparently the, the Twitter guy then says, we can hear the changing room door being beaten in. Oh, like he's lost the rag and mm. he's going mental. And then the next Twitter update was that he's now trying to get back onto the pitch and he's being held back by a steward and two of Kettering Town's directors. Superb. And then about, I don't know how much longer later, later in the game, the lights in the stadium went off. <laughs> now, unofficially, the player who was sent off allegedly is also, you know, he's a part-time footballer. He's also an electrician. So the rumours went around that he'd gone into the fuse box and done the lights. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't play, nobody can play. Oh, that's brilliant. So I thought that was a brilliant one. So that's unconfirmed, but I hope that's what happened. Have you ever lost the plot? Maybe it's not that degree, but have you ever lost the plot? Like, like really gone away after the game and be like, what the fuck did I just do? I think I walked off. So I walked off a pitch once. Did you? Sulking? Just having a stinker. So I was like, I'm yeah, just yeah. someone, I'm, like, I'm sub, I'm off. Yeah. Just fucking done. I sort of done. Saturday. Get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just, that's the right. That's that's. Is that what happened on Saturday? I oh, just having a bad game. Just not. I had I, first half I wasn't bad. Second half I just couldn't get into you it. You said a bad spell. You had like five minutes where you give it away every four time. You t- I had ball four times and gave it. I was like <laughs> twenty yards out. And I should no. have just shot and I just passed it straight to the defender. Anyway, yeah, no. So your meltdown was just. But that's quite a mature meltdown. Walking off the pitch, as long as no, you're not like giving it to anyone. No, I was just like, I'm yeah. not good enough here. Yeah. Get me off. Um, probably most weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, at volleyball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're obviously not at that level of self awareness. I'm, I'm not on the court now. <laughs> All right, uh, next, you wanted to give a quick shout for the US women's national team. Yeah. 4 0 win over they, Columbia. They played Columbia twice this week. Mr. and Mrs. Mewis must be really proud of their daughters. Yes, Sam Mewis and I think older sister Christy. Yeah. Uh, Sam scored three, Christy scored one. And uh, we're now officially rebranded as the United States of America. That's lovely. That's, that's just sensational stuff. Nice play. Yeah, it's really nice. And quite a like, proud moment if you're their mum and would dad. You, would you talk shit to like, the other one that scored? I'd be like, I scored three, you scored yeah. one. 
Well, did you see that picture of Son I posted last week? And it was his an brother. Interview with him. So <laughs> funny. I want to watch that, but it's not on Amazon Prime in the States. Well, it's I played in the, the, you, what was it like to play in the Champions League final? Oh, it was really great. What do you think about that? Well, he didn't win it. <laughs> just yeah, ruins it. Brilliant. Yeah, but he didn't win it. So yeah. sensational. Culture. All right. Next, uh, James Madison is I'll just living up to the hype in the post match interviews. He described Leicester's play as we are playing so well, you can smell where the ball's going to go. Smell it. It's quite a nice. Uh, an interesting analogy. What does the ball smell like? You can, you, you, I, when you say that, I can smell what football smells like. Plasticky. Yeah, like rubbery. Yeah. Rubberish. Yeah. A new ball you can smell. A new ball, can. yeah. A new mitre. Yeah. Oof. Lovely. Lovely Ult- stuff. A little match. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. You, they come back out still. Yeah. Limited edition. That's not an old match. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying oh. it's a mitre. Oh, it is a mitre. I've yes. got a mitre in the, stu- <laughs> in the studio. We've got a mitre ball and it... But when you used to get a mitre, like those with the blue and red arrows on, is that an ultimate? Brilliant. God, so nice. Uh, you want to talk about Matthew Hoppy again because he scored again, yeah. which is all right. So I'm only going to touch on this really quickly. Tom and I have been talking about playing cards, right? Yes. Paninis. Do we buy a Matthew Hoppy? Do we get excited about Matthew Hoppy because his card's going to be worth a lot of money in the I, next 10 years? That's a good one. I'd scoop that. Yeah, right. It's probably about 10p right now. American players definitely want to be scooping. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Hoppy. All right. So he's Nobody again. else buy the cards because we are. Amer- Amer- yeah, don't buy, don't Matthew buy Hoppy any Matthew Hoppy cards. cards. Yeah. That's the advice. Tyler yeah. Adams is another one, scored his first goal in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Josh Sargent, bag one for Bremen. And you've, you've put a really interesting point in the running order because you've seen all these American guys going overseas, yeah. but you don't see English players. Yeah. going over young English players going over to Germany or Spain or whatever I'm sitting right? there thinking to myself and I'm like all these young Americans and granted they're all in Germany for the most part uh-huh. but I was thinking to myself I'm like it's great for America because we're, we're looking these players go abroad and it's, it's almost a point of pride now it's like look how many mm. Americans are scoring I mean look at that list there yeah. Hoppy, Adam, Sargent um, and I was like we don't see like young English or British players Scoring in other major leagues, right? Yeah. In Europe, you don't. You don't although, really see them go and play in other leagues. Although Braithwaite did score for Barcelona last yeah, week. Big time. Tapping from Messi's the yard. Re- Messi's replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they're, if they're planning on going to a league... What is it? It's La Liga? La Liga. What's the one below it? Uh, Liga Dos, I think. Second division. Don't know. Yeah, don't know. Anyway. Ring in if you know. Liga B. Yeah, ring in if you know the answer. Yeah. One eight hundred AHO something. Anyway, uh, Guinness Book of World Records needs a shout out because Newport County goalkeeper Tom King, hundred and five yard goal against Cheltenham. Well, Cheltenham have had a rough week. Uh, <laughs> Confirmed as the Guinness Book of World Records, the longest goal scored in a competitive football match. Have you ever scored from inside your own half? Yes. You know what's crazy? So actually, this is mad. Show off. Well, it, this is really cool for me. Um, so when I was 15, 16, I was playing for Ripon City Magnets. That's a, a sensational Ripon City Magnets. Yeah. Um, so it was my debut. So I was actually putting the first team, the men's team, and we were playing away. I want to say we were playing somewhere. It was somewhere in Leeds. Bit of a rough place, actually. Mm. Uh, it might be Beeston or someone like that we were playing. Yeah. And shout out Beeston, Master. Shout out the Beestons. Don't shout out. No? No, we right. shout out Ripon. Okay. But anyway, so I've kind of spanked one in the wind. And I've not, I don't know if I've really aimed for it. I've just almost like clearance, gone through a ball maybe 10 yards and a half, and it just got caught with the wind, went in. Fantastic. Yeah, it's from my first ever men's senior goal was from inside my own heart. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Were people talking about you? Uh, you were like I was a prodigy. People yeah. weren't buying my cards, no. What, like you were the next Naeem? 
Naeem. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Yeah. He loved a long range goal. Yeah. And beat Arsenal in the UEFA Cup final because of it. Yeah, Fantastic. All right, let's talk on because this has been going around the internet this week and it is absolutely brilliant chat. So uh, let's talk about the MLS draft produced a really interesting uh, name for uh, the sixth pick in the third round of the MLS draft. A young man by the name of Mitch Guitar. You know what's funny is his picture. He looks like he should be in a rock band. Have you seen the other picture of him? He's got like long curly hair. What's the other picture? The other picture of him was before the long curly hair. He just had a massive mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, like, he is Mitch Guitar. He looks like a punk. Like, yeah. Not a punk, but like a punk's rock star. Yeah, he's Mitch Guitar. No other name would fit this man. So it raised the question, what are some of the best, funniest and worst names you've heard ever in the history of football? Go. Uh, first one for me, Belgian footballer, played for KSC Haslett, uh, Mark Deman. <laughs> Mark Deman. Hey, Mark Deman. Yeah, that's class. <laughs> I like that. I'll just be shouting it all day. Mark yeah. Deman. Uh, so we asked uh, on social media as well, and we got a few people sending in. Thanks for everyone that got uh, back to us on this. Uh, one was Raphael Scheidt, used to play for Celtic. Raphael Scheidt. Have you got any others, Tom, you want to add? Uh, Michael Gash, played for Kidderminster <laughs> Harriers. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Stefan Kuntz as a suggestion. That's enjoyable. Oh, come on, Kuntz. What about, <laughs> what about Cheeky Ass? That che- played, he, he, played, he played for Kidderminster. <laughs> that can't be real. It is Cheeky spelled C H I Q U I A R C E. Played for Paraguay in the 98 and the 2002 World Cup. Cheeky yeah, so, but it, so in Spanish, it would be Arce. Yeah, right? cheeky Arce. Cheeky Arce, yes. <laughs> That's sensational. All right, another one that got sent in was uh, Marvelous Nakamba. <laughs> That's enjoyable as well. I like that one. Uh, yeah. Norte, Norte. Norte, uh, Norte. Norte, Norte. He was a Ghanaian defender. Mm. He was actually in Chelsea's academy for a while, but he was spelled N-O-R-T-E-I. And his mm. last name was Naughty with a Y. Fuck, that's brilliant. Naughty, like that. Naughty. That's a good name. It's a strong name. And yeah, and one from Mark Duffield. Shout out Mark Duffield. Uh, Danny Lasagna was a mention. Danny Lasagna. <laughs> That's a quality name. Danny Lasagna. I can't have a cool name like that. I like that one. I'm changing my name to Adam Drumset. Adam Drumset. Yeah. Tommy yes. Trombone. Tommy Trombone. Lovely name. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Any more for any more? Uh, I've got one more. Ralph uh-huh. Minge. Ra- <laughs> Ralph Minge. Played at Dynamo Dresden. So that way, by the way, we are not condoning any of this. We're just saying these are the players' names. Yeah, there's nothing funny about them. Yeah, nothing funny. If you're about laughing at home, that's on you. Yeah, that, that's your yeah. own. Uh, yeah, that's your own twisted, filthy yeah. mind. We're just repeating at, what we've read at work. All right, so uh, why, why don't we budge on some name and go name with no game with no name? But starting from now, game with no name. Let's get into it. You're four 0 down. You are getting abused all over the place on the internet for being awful at this game. Uh, you need to redeem yourself today. Don't let the fans down. Yep. Don't let your, your fans and the listeners down, Tommy, by doing worse than you did last I don't think you got one last week, did you? <laughs> Stop hitting the table. Yeah, I did that by accident, didn't I? Table got hit. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and... Uh, Do you want to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter, really, does it? Yeah, so, all right, you go first. Yeah. Ready? Uh, wait, no, I've got to find my uh, notes, mate. Game all right, here we go. Name, game with no name. Time for the game. We're, no. We already did this. Name. Get on with it. Okay. All right. Number one. <clears throat> Aston Villa player. Uh-huh. RB. RB. Ross Barkley. <laughs> All right. I'm far, <laughs> I'm far too nice for you. Uh, ready? Nope. LD Brighton. 
Done. Dick off. Nearly. The first time you nearly got it. Luke Dunn. Oh, you're so close. Luke you're pretty much Dion saying it. Dune. No. <laughs> Lewis Dunk. Ah! <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Louis Dunn. <laughs> For fuck's sake. sake, get it together. Rubbish at this game. Yeah, you are. Absolutely rubbish. All right. Number two coming up here for you. Crystal Palace, NC. Oh, I know the guy's name You're as well. Trumped. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get this. Four, I, I can three, picture the guy's face, two, but I can't think of his one. first name. What was it? Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, Nate Klein. I, I was thinking of Nate. Ah, yeah, you, go, that you, was you it. fucked me there. That was it. All right, so what was that, 1-0? One 1-0 nil? One nil you. All right. It's your turn to give me one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just pulling it up, mate. <laughs> All right, this is a piece of cake. You don't get this one, you're banned from the game. TW Southampton. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Cheat. Can't think of it, is You're just stalling. You're just stalling. <laughs> TW? Yeah. What if I don't get this one, I'm just a criminal. Oh, it's fucking easy. How long have I got? Three, two, one. Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, I believe that's. A... What is going on with the sound effects today? Yeah, technical difficulties. Do you really? Do you really want to know who this is? And you're going to be really upset with Am yourself. Am I? Yeah. Go on. Theo Walcott. Oh, that was fucking easy. Very easy. I'm not in the right headspace for this game. <laughs> I need like. I need like prep. Right. I thought you said you were going to be reading studying team sheets. Yeah, I've not got around to it yet. I'm a very know. busy man. Was it one nil to me? Yep. Go on. Burnley, BM. I have to press you for an answer. Five, four, three, two, one. Mm -mm. Ben Me. Center oh, back. Yeah, I should have got that. Should have got that. For fuck's sake. Ooh. Is this my third one coming up? No, no. A bonus round, isn't it? Uh, no, no, you've got a third one. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Yep. Aston Villa, MC. <laughs> Matty Cash. Fuck off. All right, bonus and, and rounds. You know, I'll be honest with you, I had to go and look for another player because I had Ross Barkley. Oh, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to go and get another Villa oh, player. Scumbag. <laughs> Oh, I would have got that Ross Barkley as well. Yeah, well, you gave it to me already. Yeah, All right, go on, give me that. So, for anyone that's not 90s. listened before, the last one is a bonus round, and it's a 90s, a 90s or early 2000s, so it's a throwback player, a nostalgic player. All right, if you get this, you win the game. All right. Go on. Oh, so easy. <laughs> hate this. Don't try and play mind games with me. DJ Liverpool. David James. <laughs> ah, I never think of keepers. I always good think one, of outfield oh, players. Yeah, that is a good one. Shit. I never think of goalies. I'm like, I think I was thinking of uh, what's his name. Uh, what a bad problem to have. I don't think of goalies. I can't even think of footballers. Yeah. Do you want your last one? Yeah, I do. All right. I also had a Liverpool player. Ooh. Yeah. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. PB Liverpool. Patrick Berger. No. It's what? Not, it's not, not Patrick, Patrick Berger. Berger. No. Peter Beardsley. He played for no, Liverpool. It's not, it's not Liverpool. No, he played for Liverpool, but it's not him. But it was the 80s. Paul. 
Is it Paul? No. It's Patrick Berger. It's, well, it's not, but, but it, is. it could have been. Good job, Tom. Patrick Berger. It's the end of the game with no name. All right. So, so the guy also played for Coventry. Do you want the answer? Don't, yeah, I do want the answer. Phil Babb. Thank you for listening to the game with no name. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Next, we're moving on. Uh, 5 0. I'm 5 0. Time for this week's <laughs> hot. No, don't say anything. You fucking done it again. Time for this week's hot topic. Perfect. Right. And what are we talking about for this week's? So we need to give a little shout out to Alex Alexander Colin, Connolly. I was going to say Colony. <laughs> All right. Alexander Connolly. Shout out, Alex. Gave, gave us this week's hot topic. So big talking point today. Obviously, Frank Lampard getting sacked. And there's been a lot of uh, talk on our show even and just in the football world about how long you should give a manager, how long before you sack him, what's the right amount of time. Frank Lampard's been at Chelsea for how long, Tom? About 18 months? 18 months, yeah. 18 months. So they've let him go. And Alex had said that the hot topic today should be, would managers be getting more pressure if there was fans in the stadium? So it's an interesting point, right? Because Chelsea notoriously have booed their managers before, especially a winning manager, Rafa Benitez, who won two trophies for them, got fucking booed, which is absolutely outrageous. Like if you're a Chelsea fan and you're booing a manager that was successful before you, would you have booed Frank Lampard, who's a Chelsea legend and he's not done an adequate job because he's been sacked now? So let's first back up a little bit. You think he should have been sacked? I think they've only won, what, two in their last eight Premier League games. Yeah, they're having a hard time. So they're on a rough run. Mm -hmm. Um, The game is cutthroat. And the investment they made over the summer, 200 million plus, Abramovich wants to return on it. He he doesn't care about time. Um, In an ideal world, should he be in fire? No. In a business world, we'll find out if he should have been fired because whoever comes in, it looks like it's going to be Tuchel's. If he comes in and they finish in the top four... They'll say it was the right decision, but time will only tell if it was the right decision for me. Gary Neville said something interesting to Vince where he said that uh, Tuchel's won't make it past two years. I don't think so either. He's like, there's no way that he's going to run into the same problems Lampard has had, mm-hmm. and he's going to, he'll be gone within two years from Chelsea. I, I don't think the issue at Chelsea is, was, was Lampard's doing. Mm-hmm. I, I think you saw what happened with Lampard last year, and I had a little debate this morning actually on our... Uh, WhatsApp group. If you're not in there, jump in. Healthy Obsession. Yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah. Good. Good uh, community chat. The links up on the yeah. uh, Instagram profile. But some good points in there this morning by yeah, some really people. Good. And, and for me, that I don't think Lampard was at fault it, to a point. Listen, he could have done a better job, I think, but it wasn't an awful job. Last year, he got him into the top four. I think they finished third last year. Third. Yeah. With a very young team not spending any money, mm. and he maximised the potential of that group. So last year, everyone was raving about Lampard and saying how much for success he is. Now, he was given the money to spend this year, 200 million plus, and he brought in six or seven new players. Do you think that's too much? Yes. Too many players? I, think, I talked about this at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's very hard to mesh a new group of players together like that to be consistent. And they weren't, it's not like they were a terrible team previously. No. They finished third in the league. Yeah. So you've got to layer on top the team to improve, but then they layer too much on top. It's almost it's like, like they rebuilt the team. It's overkill. Yeah, and they bought, you said it, they bought a lot of players that are very similar in style. Mm. Uh, and I think there's so many factors that go into being a cohesive team. And it, a lot of it sometimes isn't even necessarily directly tied to the pitch. You, you've no. got a lot of foreign players making their first appearances you know, in foreign leagues, in the Premier League, which is, you know, 
allegedly the toughest league in the world to play in, right? Trademark. So, so it takes time to adapt to that, right? You're now living in London. Oh, look what happened. COVID hit. So they're not able to go out and socialize and enjoy the perks of living in London. They're not allowed to hang out with their teammates away from the, the training ground. They're not able to travel freely to go back and visit family or have family come visit them. They've got all these different things going on. And on top of it, seven players all can't play at the same time. So I'm this guy that's just, you know, I'm, I'm Havertz or Timo Werner. I've just been bought for silly money and I'm not starting. Like, that's a tough pill to swallow. So there's so many dynamics that for Lampard to handle, um, I think time was needed. But And what about the trajectory of going from Derby in the Championship where he didn't, I mean, he didn't get them promoted. They had, I think they got into the playoffs once. They got beaten yep. in the playoff final, maybe yep. the semi-final. So it's not like he's set the world alight at, you know, a premiership yep. team or, you know, someone yep. done really well. Do you think that this is... A cultural thing now that we're looking at with a lot of coaches which we've talked about on the show before it was brought up in the whatsapp today should these guys be given these jobs so fresh-faced they're not earning their stripes anymore are they yeah i think so that's a really tough debate for me because earning your stripes yes that's one thing but we talked about this before with like a, a lampard he's got the experience of playing at that level mm. and being in those environments he understands the dynamics of being a player at that top level winning titles winning week in, week out, competing for European trophies, which a manager who maybe won the championship and worked his way up from League One, League Two, and the lower leagues doesn't have any of that experience. Sure. So he's got something that these other managers don't. So are we going to pick at a manager who works, and Eddie Howe, who never played at the top, top, top level, mm. but is finding success in those lower leagues? Well, he didn't find a ton of success in the Prem, did he? Now, obviously, he had his limitations, different club, different scenario. Right. But... We're quick to say, oh, he hasn't got the coaching experience. So listen, I'm a coach. I, I vouch for all the experience that you can get in coaching. Mm. But you shouldn't just get, you shouldn't discard what the playing experience is on top of that as well. Well, and also there's the, the part of it that is, these are multi-million pound, multi-millionaire footballers. They've earned a lot of money in their career. Are they really going to go down the ladder and like, no disrespect to a Stevenage or Berry or whatever, right? Like, are you going to go down to League One or two and and coach these teams when you've already got, as you said, the Champions League experience? You're a multi-millionaire, so it's like, do they want to go down and slum it in a lower division to tough. earn their stripes anymore? Probably it, it, not. It's tough. And a lot of people said, "Ah, oh, well, he, he he took he took the job too early." Mm. But if you're in Frank Lampard's shoes and Chelsea call you and you're at Derby, who are you to turn around and say, "I'm not ready"? Because you yeah. know what. Derby have a bad season and then you know Abramovich a year from now says nah we've got a better manager in already I don't Lampard's not interested you have to take the job strike whilst the iron's hot so I don't think that's a lot of people blaming Lampard for going too early now the problem he's going to have is where does he go next I think that's his big issue that's tough because I don't see him going to another London club because his heart is so Chelsea fans won't have it especially because he didn't win at uh, Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. Why is he coming here? Like, he doesn't even care about it. But even, even the calibre or level of team, I mean, who's going to want to pick him up? He's not going anywhere at the same or higher level yeah. than Chelsea, which no. is only four or five teams, yeah. right? So where are you going? You're going mid of the pack or a bot- bottom of the league team. That's even harder of a job because then if you fail and get relegated... The, the only place I see him is like a, a pure football club that really wants to develop that maybe doesn't care about those Chelsea ties, which is lower level, right? Yeah. 
a Bournemouth, for example, that mm. want to develop young players. So I think Lampard's got that ability. I think he was good at that when he was with Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so maybe he, he goes to somewhere where he can build a young team and push them forward and, and that. Or, you know, he ends up, you know, abroad, maybe in the States in Major League Soccer. So but let's back it up just to wrap the, the hot topic up. The original question was, do you think that managers are getting a bit longer of a shelf life because there's no fans in the ground? Do, what, how would that dynamic change? Do you think Chelsea fans would have been on I just Lampard? Asked you, a question. you asked me that. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I, can't ask, I can't ask questions with a question. You're, you're answering with a question, okay. but yeah, that's fine. Go on. Well, let me don't interrupt like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't ask a question and then jump in on my answer. But you, no, you're, you're giving me a question. I was posing a question as the answer. As the answer. All right, go on. So, <laughs> hypothetical as well, so oh, don't right. answer it. Oh, don't right. even think about answering this question. I'm not even going to think about the question. <laughs> go on. <But> do, <laughs> He's got his fingers in his ears. <laughs> um, do you think that Chelsea fans on the back of this run right now would have said, would have been cheering, supporting Lampard, or would have they have started turning on him? I to think... answer it. <laughs> what so, do, what do me, you think, for, 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 me, listeners? for me, I don't think they would have turned on him yet. I don't think they would have. I think the league is too tight right now. I don't think they've fallen too far yet. They're, they're out of touch with everything. Do you Just, think Arsenal fans would have turned on a title by now? 100%. Chelsea fans are worse. Nah, Arsenal fans are bad, man. Yeah, they were boom Wenger when they yeah, were winning yeah, FA Cups and finishing in the Champions yeah, League. Arsenal fans <laughs> would be all over Arteta right now. Yeah, Spur, yeah. Spurs fans would be moving, but there'd be some Spurs fans booing Mourinho, even yeah. though we've had, this is like our best, most successful season in 10 years. We're in all four competitions still. Yeah. We're in a final. We're still in contention in the league. Hmm. And, and Spurs fans, because they don't like the style of play, they've been yeah. booing it. And I think the atmosphere and honestly the positioning of some clubs would be different if there were fans in stadiums. Oli would have had a tough time for a couple of weeks at the beginning of the season, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. And it probably some managers are like really happy that there's not 50,000 people screaming yeah. at them right now. 100%. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's funny because somebody said that on the, the United game against Liverpool that Luke Shaw was, was benefiting from not having a crowd there. He said he, he plays better when there's not a crowd there. And I thought, he's a fucking professional. Jermaine Jenner said that on the BBC. It's Strange. like he's a professional footballer and he's played in this environment before. I think it's probably got more to do with the fact that there's another player there now, Tellers, yeah, in the same position. Someone breathing down his crowd. neck. Because how many players you've spoken to that just say you don't even really hear the crowd? No, I think that's bollocks. I think that's bollocks. Maybe too. you don't hear the crowd, but you're, you're aware. Uh, and the, the energy, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I think there is an energy in a full stadium that you feel. Like a spiritual energy. You can feel it. There's a yeah. buzz, man. Yeah. And like, I just don't... I, I don't think players are unaware there's 60,000 people at Old Trafford screaming at them. Like they're aware of what's going on. Of course. On. Well, this is the end of the, the hot topic anyway. So share your thoughts and opinions on that, whether Lampard should have been given a bit more time, if he would have been booed and slagged off if the Chelsea fans were in the ground, which yeah. they probably would have, but who you knows. Well, you, here's one for you. Do, do you see Lampard ending up? Do you think he'd come to the States? Not, not yet. Not yet. I, I think if he does that now, and no disrespect to Major League Soccer, but if he does that now, he's going to be in trouble. I'm and I know Vieira and Henri have done it and whatever else, but I think if Lampard has got ambitions of being a Premier, a legit Premier League coach for the next sort of 15, 20 years of his career, he's going to have to stay and fight it out either in the championship or find another Premier League team that he can do well with. Right. Yeah. What do you... Uh... I heard a rumour. I'm making this up. I have not heard this. This is complete Your fabrication. Yeah, it's how rumours start. But let's think about this. Who is Frank Lampard mates with? 
Stevie G. Didier Drogba. <laughs> Drogba. Yeah, Phoenix Rising. Who does Didier Drogba have ownership yeah. in? Yeah. So Lamp Lamps to Phoenix. La Lampard to Phoenix. Lamps to Phoenix, mate. Yeah, I like that. It's a good shout. And then we'll boo him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Major League Soccer would be a, a bad move for him right now. I think he's got to stay and he's probably going to have to take a championship job, yeah. regroup, do really well, get a team promoted, and then your stock rises and people forget about Chelsea, right? Watch him get like the England under 21 job. Something like that. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, right. there's plenty of managers around that have had like a really shit season somewhere and have got a better job. Yep. Roberto Martinez, I'm looking at you, you fraud. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> Tommy, that's the end of this week's. Sorry. Give us your final thought, mate. Final thought. Um, well, actually, it's funny you bring this up because you used to do it with the countdown um, Did it. tune. Did it. Did it. Yeah, I'll put it in this week. And we missed out on that one. Yeah, so I'll, I'm going to go I'll there put it, quickly. I'll put it in this week. So uh, I thought it was really funny. Who was the club that did it? Uh, Linfield. In, Linfield. In, in uh, Ireland. Yes. So they were playing this week. And their team was already, they were the home team. They're already out on the pitch waiting at half time for the second half team to come out of the opposition. So the announcer, the stadium announcer over the tannoy, played the countdown theme tune, waiting <laughs> for them to come out of the change room. And as they came back through the tunnel, it hit the dun dun dun. Nice, which oh, I thought go. was fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, so, and and we got the we got the countdown connection because of our countdown yeah. leading into your final thought. And I'm you know I'm as good as Carol Vorderman with the numbers. Yeah. Does she do numbers or letters? Both. Uh, both. She yeah. does both. Yeah. I wonder if she's still doing it. She can't be still doing that. No, I think they replaced her with like a younger version. That's not very nice. That's what I think that's what happened. That's a shame. Yeah. Is that it? Final thought? Uh, well, no, no, no. Don't wing it. That was filling it. a gap. Yeah. Oh, so you've got an actual final thought. Well, Because got... the first thing you just said was uh, News of the World. Yeah. Right? It should have been in that segment. So, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, Stop putting your phone down on the table. It doesn't make a noise. It does. It goes. It doesn't. It does. Anyway. Go on. Um, you put, you put <laughs> me off here. Sloppy. Sloppy. Get it together. Let's go. You've drawn me a blank now. I had my final thought in my oh, head. Oh, for fuck's it's sake. You didn't talk to me like that. This is not amateur hour. Yeah, we are that. top 20 podcast in the world. Bad that from you. Oh, from me. You're the one that's... Why have you got it written down? I saw today after... You're making it up, aren't you? No, I didn't. He's fucking making I'm it up. I'm not making it up. Go on then. Danny Drinkwater, immediately after Lampard was announced... Good name. As Danny Drinkwater. Yeah. Was immediately after Lampard was announced as fired posted a picture of himself sliding on his knees celebrating <laughs> on his uh, in Instagram. What do you think of that? What I was going to say when we were doing a hot topic is Tuchel is now going to be reunited with Thiago Silva and they had a little bit of a uh, yeah. friction at PSG. Thiago Silva released a really nice statement about Lampard and how he appreciates uh, everything he's done for him. Is it a bit of a yeah, contentious but, but now Drinkwater's all happy and you can't please everybody. So, so my, my final thought is... What what do you think is that if you were to be a player and new manager comes in yeah. and do you immediately give him the benefit of the doubt and you're open-minded or are you thinking, shit, he was rubbish at PSG. Uh, I'm not into this guy. Or I've heard he's really dry and boring. Like, do well, you already start or do you try and have an open mind? I, I, me personally, I'd go with an open mind, but that's because I'm a diplomat. But look at the top managers. They don't. Look at Jose. He yeah. never does that. He goes, Massa, don't like you, yeah. not in my team. You know, it's like you paint a picture in your brain because managers go in with an idea of philosophy, system. Do you suit either of those things or both ideally? And if you don't, it's better for me to get you out now than yeah. keep you around for six months 
leading you on yeah. that you're going to be in the team and a part of the right. team. Danny Drinkwater is a really interesting one because he was such a good player at yeah. Leicester and he's just never played for Chelsea. So he obviously needs a move or maybe he gets a shot under Tuchel, which um, it's probably unlikely, yeah. but who knows, right? Yeah, but I, me personally, I'd go in with an open mind because think about the dynamic of these guys. You may have dealt with him when he was a 21-year-old little dickhead. And maybe now, I'm not saying Tiago yeah. Silva, but I'm saying in general. <laughs> you may have dealt with him in a different period of his life. And now you're coming to manage him eight years later. And he might be sound and he might have matured and he might have grown. Who knows? So you have to go in, I think, in each situation mm. and view it a little bit difficult, uh, differently. But you also have to ax him if you see the same traits persisting, especially on a, a behavioral sense, you've got to get rid of him. But if it's a footballing thing and you just know, look, I know you can't you don't do fit my what I want, what I need, you can't do. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not a personal thing. You have to go. Interesting. What do you think? I think I would want every player to be open-minded, yeah. but I think there are players who will be thinking, like, like you talk about Silver, he might be thinking, shit. Yeah. And he might already be talking to other players in the change room saying, like, this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, no doubt. Which is mad. Mm. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. We're going to yep. wrap it up. Uh, back on Thursday. This week, we're going to be talking about supporter-owned football teams with uh, the Portland City guys, the nice. PDX, FC oh, guys. Cool. Yeah, so we're Cra- going to... Crowdfunded? Uh, it's all crowdfunded. So he's going to walk us through exactly what that looks like. So it's kind of a growing trend here in America. Uh, a lot more teams are popping up that are supporter-owned and yes. um, yeah, their governance is supporter-based. So we're going to be talking about that on this week's show on Thursday. Appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to the show as always. And uh, Tom, you got anything else for the good people of the world? Nah, go and enjoy your week. Email. Which is a period of seven days. Emails. If you want to contact us, you can get us at AHO. Hello at AHO. Hello yeah. at AHO. No. At Healthy Obsession. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and get in with the WhatsApp as well. It's been really fun so far as well. Yeah. So we're we'll doing a couple more giveaways. Give if you, shirt if you're in it, don't be a silent assassin. Yeah, don't, don't just, just sit there and read. Yeah, get involved. Give me something. Yeah, so we're going to be doing some giveaways in there this week, next week as well. So get involved and we appreciate you all tuning in again and we'll see you all next week. Oh yeah, is there any other, is there any West Brom fans out there? Should you just get in touch? Yeah. Bye. If you're, if you're real. Bye. <laughs>